Hello, this is Dan Jones with another quiet talk for you from my study here in Colony, New York. I am the rector of St. Michael's Church. I called last week's talk, Power Over Sin. If you haven't heard it, you should really listen before you consider today's thoughts. Toward the top left of the screen, there are the words, all episodes. Click on that link to see Well, all episodes. The great work of redemption that Jesus accomplished on Calvary has many aspects. The grace of God that was poured out there is truly wonderful and amazing to behold. What a God we serve. What we're talking about in these messages is the way in which Christ's death and resurrection break the power of sin in our lives, those of us who have turned to follow Jesus and trust His finished work. To sum up last week's message, when Jesus died, sin's hold on mankind died with Him. In taking our sin in His own body on the cross, He not only dealt with sin's eternal penalty, but sin's present power in our lives. I want to share some practical ways in which we can begin to see this truth become real in our daily experience. The previous talk was really step one. We must put all of our faith in this truth of what Jesus did for us in his death. Paul says in Romans 6 that when Jesus died, We died with him. Verse 3, all of us who have been baptized into Christ have been baptized into his death. It is helpful to use your imagination here. Some people think imagination is when we lose touch with reality, but God gave you imagination to visualize his truth. So as you have often visualized Jesus on the cross, now visualize yourself on the cross with him. Paul says that my old self was crucified with Jesus so that the power of sin might be put to death in my life and I should no longer be a slave to sin. He also says that we were raised with Jesus to walk in new life. He puts it another way in that well-known verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The old has passed away. In Christ, you are a new creation. I want that old man to be gone, that man overcome by sin and lust and hatred and fear and greed. The answer is not reform. The answer is execution, followed by the resurrection of one who, in the words of Paul, is now in Christ. Hallelujah. Which leads to the next practical step. To see the results here, you must believe what God's Word is saying to us. And believing comes through intense daily focus on this precious Word. There is a saying that comes from the computer age that you have heard, I am sure, garbage in, garbage out. 
Computers don't work by magic. They work through programs written by humans. If the program that goes into the computer is good and free from mistakes, the computer will do what you want it to do. If the program is bad and full of errors, the result will not be good. The same is true of your mind. What do you fill your mind with every day? What voices are you listening to? In this information age, our minds are truly bombarded constantly. Voices from television, voices from your computer screen or smartphone, and maybe even if you're old school, voices from the printed page. These voices from the entertainment industry and the so-called news media will certainly not strengthen your faith in the power of Jesus to change your life. Just the opposite. So turn them off. There is a voice that will definitely help you in your walk with Christ, and that is the voice of the Holy Spirit, which comes through Holy Scripture. If you are struggling with sinful habits, then every morning you should open your Bible to Romans 6 and read it out loud. But put it in the first person like this. Don't I know that when I was baptized into Jesus Christ, I was baptized into his death? Therefore, I was buried with him by baptism into death, that just like Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so I, too, should walk in newness of life. Moving down the page, sin shall not have dominion over me, because I am not under law, but under grace. Read the whole chapter like this. Years ago, I memorized this chapter. You may think you can't do that, but if you really saw the benefit, I'll bet you would make the effort. My friend, if it took you a solid year to do this, it would be well worth it. But you can certainly read it aloud to yourself. Do it in the morning and do it just before you go to sleep at night. The more you engraft this word into your soul, as James puts it in James 1.21, the more you will truly believe it. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. When you are tempted... Begin to say these powerful words to yourself. Name the sin. Whatever, whenever or wherever the word sin appears in this chapter, fill in the blank with, with that particular sin that has been defeating you. Make this practice part of the fabric of your life. Now, one more practical truth. I have often said that among the Bible Christians that I grew up around, the most disobeyed verse in the New Testament is James 5:16 Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed Every Sunday in my church we say a general confession of sin everybody says it together and nobody gets specific This is pretty easy especially when you repeat these same words week after week let me tell you about something that is not so easy. Confessing your specific sins 
to another person. That is very humbling. It's not fun, but it is liberating. James said something else very significant in chapter 4. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Last week, we defined grace as the desire and power to live God's way. We can't overcome sin by willpower. Jesus overcame sin on the cross. He released the mighty grace of God there. I partake of that grace in greater and greater measure when I humble myself. You need a spiritually mature person in your life that you can honestly share your failures with. Call that person a confessor, an accountability partner. Call them anything you want, but you need another Christian to help you. Jesus said he would build his church, which is a fellowship of believers, not a mass of disconnected individuals. We need each other. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. I think this can apply to physical infirmities, but the most profound healing I need is healing from the power of sin in my life. I want to be free of this awful disease. Let me sum up. Jesus has broken the power of sin in the cross. This freedom becomes real and practical in my life as I come to truly believe that I died with Jesus, was raised with him to walk in a new life, and am now seated with him in the heavenlies, according to Ephesians 2.6. As I fill my mind with the scripture that establishes this truth, beginning with Romans chapter 6 and what follows in 7 and 8, I will begin to experience more and more the freedom that Christ has brought me. Paul said in Romans 6.11, So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Stop looking at yourself in the natural way and through faith in the miraculous work of God, start considering yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Faith is reckoning upon the supernatural and not being ruled by the natural. And then you must, you must obey the injunction of James 5.16 and ask God to help you identify a mature and godly person to whom you can be accountable. When we sin, we must confess our sins. Confessing our sins is how we get them out of our souls. We humble ourselves in this way and so get grace, which empowers us to live for God. My friend, meditate on these truths. Embrace them. This has been a life long quest for me. When I apply these things, I have found that I walk in victory. When I let these truths fall by the wayside, when I spend too much time listening to the voices of the world, I fall. And when I fall, I must confess, therein lies the victory.
I love this verse from 1 John 5, 4. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Heavenly Father, I pray for all who are listening to this message today that you would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God, that the eyes of their hearts would be enlightened so that they might know the hope of your calling, the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, and the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe, that resurrection power of Jesus, that power over sin, that was unleashed in the cross of Jesus Christ in his death and his burial in his resurrection and his ascension. Help them truly to walk in this victory in Christ today, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you would like to contact me about this message or any others, please do so by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.